Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. You like that as your walk-up music, David? Confident man. What's he doing? David Hochberg is with us. Host of Home Sweet Home Chicago, you hear him Saturday mornings on WGN, and of course, the team leader of Team Hochberg. How are you, David? I'm great. By the way, the Colts won uh, 16-13 over the uh, Cowboys and the uh, <laughs> Super Bowl Five. Just wanted to ramp that up for everybody wondering. I bet you Googled that very quickly. Uh, so, no, Federal I'm a, Reserve... I'm the Super Bowl servant. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Federal Reserve... <laughs> You, you heard what, what maybe you heard what I said, that Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said, this is a good situation, let's be honest, this is a good economy. And that's not something that he usually comes out and says. No, and then, it, it's a good, it, it is a good economy. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, finish no, up. No, and then somebody said, okay, Lisa, that's great. The economy may be doing well, but how long will it take for middle-income retired seniors to feel that? That's a great question. Okay, so... Um, as it shot up quickly, right, we saw a meteoric rise up. Okay, it was an unbelievable rocket ship ride up from March of 2020, uh, 2022, Lisa, to October when we saw, and in, in the fall, when we saw the Fed chair, you know, hit the brakes in October. We've had four, four meetings now where they haven't raised rates. So what the Fed chair and the, um, and the and the supporting presidents of the uh, Fed communities are saying is they just want to see stability, right? And once they start seeing stability, inflation has come down. Gas prices. I just filled up the other day before this. These Houthi nut jobs in, in Yemen started, you know, launching missiles which screwed up the oil flow. Um, I filled up for like two dollars and ninety three cents, and two years ago I was filling up my car in the high fours and low fives right so prices on some things have come down um wages have gotten back into check on a national level so what the fed chair and the supporting fed presidents are seeing is a stabilizing economy and i understand that it's not impacting everybody at once but you know and i'm not a spokesperson for the democratic national committee but if you're taking insulin that has done wonders, you know, you know, the price of insulin with all the bills that they passed. And if you're um, some of the millions of people that were fortunate enough to get their student loan debt uh, forgiven, right, um, you're feeling a lot better today. So slowly but surely, right, had to eat an elephant one bite at a time. And that's what the Fed chair is basically stating to the um, United States consumers. Let's just take it month by month. And when we see what we want to see, We'll start lowering the rates, which will then start uh, being realized by our listeners. Right. And at that point, then you're back in business and realtors are back doing what they do best. Well, well, well actually, we've seen, and, and that's the biggest misconception out there. Um, prior to when, when, when the Fed chair decided to light the rocket and start increasing rates, we, we saw mortgage rates on, on the mortgage side and the realtor side. We saw mortgage rates. Um, increase in January of 2022. 
the Fed chair didn't increase rates until March of 2022. So we experienced the increase in rates in anticipation to what the Fed chair was going to do with the monetary policy. Just like we've seen a decrease in rates since it peaked in October, right? The market doesn't wait for the Fed chairman to talk, right? It anticipates what the Fed chair is going to say and what, and what the monetary policy is. They've already, the market has already built in a rate cut. We've already seen it in the mortgage markets. The realtors have experienced it as well because the 30-year fix right now is solidly entrenched in the sixes, Lisa. In October, we were in the high sevens, low eights. And at the end of December, we were in the in the mid to low sixes. They kind of ran up in, in January, and then they started coming back down. So we've picked up a point and a half in interest rate relief we still have a ways to go, but I'll take a point and a half of relief as opposed to another point and a half on top of the eight. So we're going in the right direction. Finally, we have a long way to go, and you will start seeing the relief to the texter. I feel your pain. Um, uh, hopefully within the next three to four months is what our experts are predicting when the Fed chair will start reducing rates. David Hochberg is with us. You know him from Team Hochberg. You can you always reach out at uh, 56david.com or 855-56-DAVID. I saw in your notes you're talking about the bonds, too. Yeah. Yeah, the bonds. So what our listeners have to realize, Lisa, is that the mortgage rates are based upon the the 10-year note, okay? In in October, we saw the 10-year note at 5.2. So when the news guys give the business report, and news guys and gals give the business report, they always end with, and the 10-year note is up 10 basis points or 5 basis points. I heard Steve Alexander today say we're at 3.85. Okay, that's really the number you want to concentrate on. Because in October of last year, we were at 5.2. Okay, and just to give you some perspective, right, 5.2%, we're now at 3.85 today. So you see that point and a half spread that, that we've picked up since October. In August of 2020, the 10-year note was at 0.52. So we've gone from 0.52 to 5.25 in August of 2020 to October of 2023. We increased it almost five full points, 4.75% on the 10-year. That's why you saw interest rates go bananas, right? So in August of 2020, and we try to educate and, you know, without getting too deep in the woods, when, when, the, when the 10-year note was at 0.52 in August of 2020, and you could look it up, we were trading 30-year fixed loans at 2.5 and 2.625, which is 2 and 5 eighths. okay? In, in, September, in October, we were in the high 7s, low 8s, and now we're back to 3.8 on the 10-year, 3.85 on the 10-year. That's why we have rates in the 6s, okay? And we have a long way to go but we're moving in the right direction, which is a positive sign. David Hochberg's with us. He identified himself as a Super Bowl savant. Somebody said, oh, tell Hochberg, thanks for saving me the Google search on that that score. <laughs> uh, but uh, but you're a numbers guy. My God, your brain works in, in ways that I can't even imagine. If you've got a question for David, uh, shoot us a text at 312-981-7200. Mary's going to check on weather and traffic and David Hochberg stays with us and joins us again next. What's up, Mayor?
ever have words and you, you you're looking at them and you're uh, and for some reason attic I I can't I don't feel like I'm saying attic right or it's just not coming out right <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though David right thing on the top right Adam and yeah, 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 I can't even get my kids' names right, so I know exactly <laughs> what what you're talking. I look right at one of them, and I, all right, Carly, and she's and my daughter's like, I'm Lindsay. I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. Just move on. All right, yeah, you'll be yeah, here one day. Yeah, listen to what I'm saying. That's what you need to do. Well, I don't care what your name is. Right. <laughs> David Hockberg is with us. <laughs> Team Hockberg, you need to reach out to him at five six david dot com. Hey, before we get to commercial real estate in Chicago, because everybody's always interested in that, because. Losses are huge these days. Um, Jim's on the phone. He's got a question for you. Jim, what did you want to ask David Hochberg about? Yes, David. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be almost paying my house off this coming month. Uh, but I just realized I probably shouldn't have paid it off so quickly because I got a 3% mortgage. Any suggestions? Were you, were you adding on extra every single month? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, listen. It, it, it listen. Paying off a, a debt is not a bad thing, right? I'm a leverage guy. Uh, I like taking out as much money as I can and investing it elsewhere that's earning me more money, right? So if you're if you're down to your final payment or final couple of payments, you kind of can't put the toothpaste back in the uh, in in the uh, in the toothpaste uh, tube, right? It's kind of out there already. And thank you, Lisa. I was looking for the word tube. You know, you can't get as we were just talking about trying to figure out words out of our mouths. Um, yeah, so the toothpaste already out of the tube, and you can't put it back. Um, the only thing that I could recommend is is that you take that money. You know, for example, if you have a three percent loan and you could earn more money in treasury bills, and I'm not a financial planner, so I'm not giving financial advice. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. Okay, I've got a 2.375 10-year interest-only loan with eight years left on it, okay? Um, there is no way on this God's green planet that I'm putting an extra penny into my mortgage when I could get 5% or on, on a treasury bill, which is where I have my money. So I've got my money working for me in another safe investment instead of paying down my home, which is an appreciating asset. So the only thing I can recommend to you, my friend, is that once your home is paid off, to secure a line of credit so the money is it, your equity is easily accessible when you never think you're going to need it so the line of credit's in position to be there on those holy holy moly moments holy crap moments when you've got an emergency and got a stroke of check how much is your home worth uh 450 okay so 450 80% of four fifty, you know, you could pull out a three hundred and some fifty thousand dollar line of credit. You might not need it today, but you're going to just have it as a security blanket. And if you need help, I could introduce you to my team. Uh, King County Teachers Credit Union is now sponsoring our show, so we're we're uh, introducing all of our Homestead Chicago listeners over to the fine people at King County Teachers Credit Union, looking for a HELOC going forward this year. So I can make an introduction to you. Just send me an email, David at five six David. But the toothpaste is already out of the tube. You can't put it back. And for all those paying down your mortgage faster, that's great if that's what you want to do. I know that's a big Dave Ramsey thing, pay your get out of debt and everything else. I don't agree with him in that aspect. If you invested in something safe and it's earning you more money than your mortgage, that's what I do with my money, and that's what I recommend to every listener of our show.
David Hockberg's with us, team Hockberg56david.com. Another question came in in the text line, David. Uh, they said they're retiring next year at the age of 56. They own their own townhouse and they want to get a new house and a mortgage at the age of 57. Will they be able to get one at that age? They're retiring, they're saying, at 56? Yeah, they said they're 57? retiring next year. Yep. Well, God bless them. So there are, yes. There are asset depletion opportunities, which means based upon your assets, that there are lenders that look at your assets, even though you're retired, and will lend you based upon your assets. It's a little trickier to get those loans done, but we have lenders that that take a look at those opportunities. If the credit's good, the down payment is good, right? You're gonna, I, I'm assuming they're going to take the equity out of their current home to put down on the new home. Depends on how big the mortgage is and and what their um, and what their liquidity is in their savings accounts and in their retirement accounts and if they have any um, retirement income coming in because they're retiring so early. Can yeah, they're a teacher. They're a teacher. That's what they just said. They just responded. Said oh. I'm a teacher. All right. So I'm sure there's some type of pension coming. What when and that pension income is 100 uh, percent qualifiable income. We just need the pension letter and the deposit into the account into your banking account that we could show that that's the amount of money that that said the pension just to close the loop on the income. So we could use any lender could use pension income, just have to verify it. So yeah, nice job paying off your home. Let's talk about commercial real estate in Chicago. The note that you sent me as well, I my mouth dropped open. I'm like, how do you take yeah. that kind of loss? Yeah, so we've been talking about the collapse of the Chicago real estate market commercial real estate market for months now. And the the experts that I was following online had predicted a 40% drop throughout the United States in commercial real estate. Then uh, one of my partners talked to a huge commercial real estate broker, and they predicted that that number would be close to 50 to 75% in some markets. We now have a comparable sale, right? We have a comp, 150 North Michigan Avenue which is at the corner of Michigan Avenue and Lake Street here in Chicago. It's that building with the 45-degree angle rooftop that when, when the Bears play at night, it's always in the, um, it's oh, always yeah. in the aerial pictures. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I think it's yeah. the stone container building back is what they called it back in the day. That building in 2017 sold for $121 million. It just closed at $60 million. So it sold for 50% less, more than 50% less than what it was purchased for seven, six, seven years ago. So why is that a big deal? We've been talking about the collapse. We've been predicting the collapse of the Chicago uh, commercial real estate market. You now have a comparable sale. So now you've got a building that was taxed on the real estate scrolls at $121 million, that's now going to be taxed because you have a recent sale at $60 million. That is a huge reduction of revenue for the city of Chicago and the county of Cook. And you have to ask yourself, as a resident of Cook County, me being one of them, how are they going to make back that revenue? And then you look at the leadership we have in Tony Preckwinkle and Mayor Johnson, and you should be scared to death that these two people are running our government because they've shown no leadership, no forward thinking, no guidance of how they're going to battle this. Not one word out of either one of their mouths, 
knowing that the pending collapse is coming in the commercial real estate market. That's just one building, Lisa, and there's hundreds of buildings that are going to use that sale to to reduce their value and reduce their real estate tax bills. We've got some big problems here in Chicago and in Cook County. Just throwing it out there. We've been talking about it for months. It's here. It's staring us right in the face. And you'll be talking more about it on Saturday. David Hochberg, host of Home Sweet Home Chicago, Saturday morning at 10. Reach out to him at 56david.com. David, have a great day. Thanks for being on the show. All right. Have a wonderful day, Lisa. Thank you. Steve's News, next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WTV.